Jason. Welcome back to Leading is Serving Podcast. How's it going, man? Good, man. Yeah. It's it's busy time of the year. Like even this yeah, it is. this weather's changing and I know life is busy and holidays are literally right around the corner. Right. I mean I mean, we're here. Right. Like yeah. I guess this is gonna air right before. For Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So oh. happy Thanksgiving. Happy y'all. Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> like and then like to think that a month in a month is Christmas then from yeah. this point. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Yep. And then it's New Year. <laughs> and then we're Okay, slow down. <laughs> when you hit a pause. Yeah. Okay. Like I need I need I need to absorb some of that information. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're living in the future at this moment. Right. So. I'm like yeah. oh. This whole planning for the future stuff is I know. is good stuff, but I know it's a lot to take in for it's a moment. A lot, yeah, yeah, totally. So, what are we talking about today? Well, first off, did you hear the story about uh, the fifteen thousand sheep? No, no, no. You didn't hear about this? Okay. Uh-oh. So, you're up. I mean, we're just going to go very general, okay? Because it's not in the U.S. But um, a herd of fifteen thousand sheep fell off a cliff. Seriously? Yes, fifteen thousand. But only 4,000 died. Do you know why? Why? Because the first 4,000 broke the fall of the next (laughs) 11,000. They were too fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So the crowd, the the herd, is it a herd? Are sheeps in herd? I think so. Okay. Or sheep? Is it sheeps? (laughs) <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the herd was so tight that they couldn't see the ground in front of them. Yeah. And so whoever was the first lead sheep that went off the cliff, I guess, yeah, bad bad on them. But right. uh, the next ones, the back of the herd just kept pushing because they're all moving in a direction. Right. right? And so as they got to the edge of the cliff, the sheep were like, I can't go over. But the back of the herd kept pushing. So the front sheep kept going over. Oh, and the back no. of the herd kept pushing. And they were so tight they couldn't see. Like this is a legit story. Yes. Or is this a joke? Yeah, it was in the news. No, it's legit. It's oh. legit. It was in Seriously? the news. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. So there's got to be a moral to the story, right? Right. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> be fluffy. I don't be know. fluffy. Yeah. Make sure you're not one of the first 4,000. <laughs> or learn from the mistakes of the people that go before you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, may the failure, the catastrophic failures of those in front of you help you not fail as hard. As hard. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> sure. We'll we'll throw that more. Lead out with there. confidence. I don't. I mean, there's there's some morals out there. I think. I'm oh, sure. So sure. And you know what? If you're listening still at this point, <laughs> <laughs> leadingisserving.com/slash/contact and send us a message. What's the moral of this story? <laughs> right. Please tell us. That's too funny. Oh goodness. Well, how about a real leadership thing? Okay, that's want to go good. there. Yeah, let's okay. go there. Because all right, this has I'm done to do with the sheep. sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. We've mentioned a couple of things in the previous weeks. Okay. You know, thinking back to, um, you know, our interview with Jeremy Kubitschek. Yep. You know, um, going through the Peace Summit, talking talking about, you know, you, you had brought up at one point our desire, you know, we all have the desire to be a world changer. Right. Right? right. And we want this, you know, we dream of this global impact or mm-hmm. national impact or, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, but we may, you made the comment. You said, but you can't start there. You yeah. have to start where? Here. With yourself. Right. 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 And Jeremy talked about that, that we talked about, um, you know, a, a healthy leader is one that's self-aware. And you never graduate right. from the school of self-awareness. Right. It hurts. It's a process. It stinks. Right. <laughs> it's For no sure. fun. Right. But 
it's the school worth going to. And, you know, as we grow as a leader, we then have the opportunity to impact. And so um, if we think about it, there's five circles of influence. Okay. That at the very core of our influence as leaders is ourselves. Okay. We have to know ourselves to lead ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's why we've talked about five voices, you know, understanding our tendencies as leaders. Yep. Right? To that our tendency to behave or react or, you know, do things in our life creates patterns and habits in our lives that basically creates a reality of what it's like to be on the other side of me. Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And so right. um, that internal core of influence has to start with ourselves. Okay. And we have to be intentional about that. If we're just accidental and we're like, eh, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon by the time we think about being intentional with ourselves. Okay. We've just gone through a whole day, of, you know, almost a whole work day of just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to be intentional about knowing yourself to lead yourself so that you can influence yourself. Right. Right? Right. Um, beyond that, your next sphere of influence, that next circle, right, mm-hmm. is your family. Right. Those closest to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's your it's your closest friends, those you live with, you play with, um, the ones that, um, you know, you're in their inner circle of trust. Mm-hmm. They're in your inner circle of trust. Right. You have great influence over them. Right. And so as you influence yourself, you begin to lead your family. Mm-hmm. Then next outside that is your team. Yep. So these are the ones that you work closest with. You know, right. if you're in a large organization, you don't your team isn't the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Right, right. right your right. team of, you know, eight or twelve right. or you know, or whatever. I was, I was just thinking of those numbers too. Like like probably maxed out at like twelve. Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably so. Uh, because then the next circle is your organization, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, you know, you whether it's a small or large organization, you know that that corporate level is beyond your immediate team. Mm-hmm. And then the last circle um, is your community. Mm-hmm. And once you have influence in the community, um, that you know you can't start there. You can't desire to have influence in the community without leading yourself. Right. You know. Completely agree. Um, a lot of people try and short change that. Yeah, you I know? agree. I think um, I think we see it in our social media culture a lot mm-hmm. of people just going, "I want to be an influencer. I want right. to be an influencer," but they don't work on their own junk. Right, <laughs> it's true. You know, I've got three or four tips, or even twenty tips that I can influence the world with. Right, but right. I'm going to just send them out there and see what sticks. Right, <laughs> but your home life is wreck. Right, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so um, we need to think through these circles of influence. Mm-hmm. That if we want a broader impact, if that's our dream and our desire. To have that broader impact, it's got to start with ourselves right. as leaders and being intentional about understanding who we are, mm-hmm. how we lead, what, you know, what, what is the reality that I create around myself? Right. What's it like to be on the other ta- side of the table from Jason Kemp? Right. You know, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. That's a rough question. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a lot of podcasts to answer that question. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then are you leading your family? In the same way that you're right. leading yourself, and then your team, your organization, your community, and then the then the world, right? You know, right. Um, that you know, we boiled it down to: if we want to be world changers, we have to start with our own Stop. little world. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and this is you know this is the tool that helps us think through that. Right. You know, of thinking through those circles of influence, who are in those circles, and how are we leading well? Mm-hmm. So, those are those are just great insights, and I think that you know. I'm glad we review these and touch mm-hmm. on them. I don't know if we've touched on this one before. I, I think, think a long time ago, early, early on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because this is definitely one of those bare bones basics. Like, you got to start yeah. here. Super simple. 
Yep. That so, how many times we forget the super simple. Oh, totally agree. You know, totally like, agree. I want to bring change to the masses, right? Right. You know. And you know, I mean, I will tell you, I think that a lot of the younger generation oftentimes come out thinking that, and then they're not guided. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, right. I don't know about yourself, but I know as I was growing older, like, as you wanted to make changes in the world, you thought that's where you needed to start. You need to start probably with an organization or start with a team or you need to start, you know, higher right. up the food chain. Right. But if you didn't start with yourself and then work with your family and then get to your team, then you, there's, there's a miscommunication right. process there. Right. So, I mean, how many of us, as young people were told, you know, you can make a difference in this world. Right. You know, right. You're, you're, it was communicated on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And then you have nothing on a resume. Right. Fresh out of school. And they hire you for an entry level position. And right. you're like, I mean, I don't mean CEO. Right. But, I mean, something better. I mean, right. I've got. Totally true. I could totally change this, this company. Right? Well, I mean, I mean, I think that there's many um, younger genera- younger people in many generations that felt that way. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Um, I don't think you understand who I am. Right. Like, I think right. you need to know that I'm, 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 I can do better than flipping burgers. Like, right. It's like, right. dude, if you don't know how to flip burgers and you don't know how to, you know, make the chicken, make the <laughs> burgers and like, right. you just got to go through that process. I could manage this whole store better than what you've got. Right. Right exactly. out of the box. You right. Know, we always think we're better. In right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so even in the simplicity of this tool, let's not forget that, um, the difference that we have to be careful about is intentional versus accidental right if we're just accidental and we just kind of fly through our days just hoping that we have influence mm-hmm. you know or we think that i mean we've got some great natural qualities right right everybody has their own talent their own gifts that are pretty sweet right. but you've really got to be intentional in knowing yourself sure to lead sure. yourself so that you can know others to lead others mm-hmm. so well, I don't want to hold us up any further. We I have know. a great Let's interview coming today. I'm excited. You want to talk about our interviewee? Yeah. Our interview today, our interview today is with Dave Barnett. Okay. He is a local entrepreneur. He is a franchise owner of Christian Brothers Automotive. Okay. Right over here, um, around the corner from us. Actually. Yeah. Not and s- then he just recently recently opened up a new business, um, auto detailing. I think it's called My Baby Detailing. Okay. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to. Well, let's let's learn jump right into it. So. All right, we'll be back with you guys here in just a minute. Dave, welcome. Thank you. It's welcome good to be to here. Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us today, man. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's just start out with your journey. Okay. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from. and Yeah, right on. So, uh, you know, my name is Dave Barnett. Um, I own the Christian Brothers Automotive here in Greenwood, also the My Baby Detailing that's uh, mm-hmm. right next door. And um, I'm a, a native Hoosier, born and raised in Kokomo, and lived up there to college. After college, got a job uh, in the Kokomo area, but then, you know, I'm, I'm a gearhead by heart. You know, I love cars. I love motorcycles. When you love motorcycles, you love curvy, hilly roads. Yep. And, <laughs> like, true. every weekend, I would go down to southern Indiana or Kentucky just to ride the roads. And I thought, you know, I don't just move down here. Right. So I said, I'm going to just look for a job. I didn't know a single person in the state of Kentucky moved down there because hmm. I love the roads. I love the scenery. Right. I love the horse farm. And uh, did that in, what would that have been, 97. Got a job there. Lived there for 21 years. And uh, as the song says, now I'm back home again in Indiana. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, some of my journey, uh, at least professionally, 
uh, and personally. So I'm living in Kentucky since 97 in uh, 1999, uh, called to faith in Jesus Christ, radical transformation. Hmm. Uh, so I've been a Christian uh, for now, that makes it, what's the math, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my career's been in engineering, but uh, I think as a lot of people say, you kind of look at some of your managers and go, I could do a better job than that. Right. And I always had kind of a desire to do my own thing. And with a friend of mine, we started a manufacturing company in Kentucky, um, making tactical flashlights, high-end flashlights. Oh, good, flashlights yeah. that cost $200 plus kind of stuff. Oh, wow. That people that are really serious, that their lives depend on their flashlights, right. would invest on something like that. It's not something you buy at Walmart to take camping. <clears throat> yeah. It's something that, you know, if you're police, security, military, right. where if your flashlight dies, you might die kind of thing. Oh, my. We made that kind of equipment. And uh, did that for a while. Long story, after a little bit of while, my, my business partner and I said, well, we're probably not seeing eye to eye anymore. Did it for 12 years. So I started looking for, for something else. I knew I needed to, to shift my career, mm-hmm. but uh, entrepreneurship is in my blood. I needed to start some kind of business. Right. And one day I was just flipping through, I think it was Entrepreneur Magazine, flipping through, looking at the articles, and there was this picture of a woman standing out in front of this really nice brick garage, multiple mm-hmm. bays in the back, and it said, Christian Brothers Automotive. And I thought, well... Either this is some shop that's owned by a couple brothers who happen to be named Christian, right? right? Or Christian's an adjective, and this is a Christian company, and they're fixing cars, right? And right, I said, right. I'm, I'm a gearhead. I love cars. I love motorcycles. So I, you know, I go to the Googles and look it up, and sure enough, it's the latter. It's a Christian yeah. faith-based franchise that's automotive repair. And uh, I said, told, told my wife, I said, come here, check this out. Yeah. She's like, you were made for that. Oh, wow. You were made wow. to do that. So I went through the process, contacted Christian Brothers Automotive. Mm-hmm. They're headquartered in Houston, Texas, and went through the process to uh, become a franchisee. And it's a long, involved process. Um, they don't just say, fill out the form, you know, rubber stamp it, you're good. Right. Um, it's a, a big, involved process. And it culminates in what they call Discovery Day. It's a trip to Houston, Texas. It's actually two days, but they call it Discovery Day Singular. But nonetheless, (laughs) the first day you go to a Christian Brothers automotive store in Houston, and there's a couple dozen of them there. Right. Um, We always joke in Indiana, I say, you know, I own Christian Brothers automotive, and people look at me, they're not familiar with that. But in Houston, there's one on every corner, it seems like. Oh, really? Right. But uh, so they partner you with one of the existing stores, and you work there for a day just as, as a gopher. Go for this, go for that. And, you know, kind of on the premise, you're, you're brand new. You think, okay, I'm just a gopher. But there's kind of a, a reason behind everything they're, they're telling okay. you to do. Mm-hmm. And the franchisee there is evaluating you the whole time. Gotcha. And they then report to home office, hey, this guy was good at this, that, and the other. This kind of thing makes me think maybe he's, he needs some work. Those kind of things. Hmm. You know, you get their recommendation um, with a list of possible caveats. Um, so then the second day, you are at home office. And a home office at Christian Brothers Automotive to let you know about the organization. Uh, this is our 40th anniversary as a brand, so it's been okay. around since 1982. Wow. Uh, there's now over 250 stores across the country. Um, and as a brand, it's going to do about $500 million in sales this year for all 250 stores. So it's, wow. it's reasonably established and sizable, right? It's, right? it's not McDonald's, but it's not mom and pop either. It's kind of a, a yeah. middle ground. <clears throat> so it's a sizable organization. At home office, there's just over 100 people. And the the... Discovery Day is a suit and tie presentation to senior management is the culmination of the day. But up to that point, you're meeting with every department, all kinds of individuals. 
Um, you know, the law um, and employment laws forbid you to ask a prospective employee about their religion or about their faith. Right. That is not the case when you are interviewing someone to become a prospective independent business owner of a franchisee. Hmm. So every Christian Brothers Automotive franchisee must be a professing Christian. And part of that discovery oh, day is tell me your journey of faith. Tell me how hmm. did you come to faith in Christ. Um, so you present your testimony. Right. Um, part of the discovery day is, all right, you know, the spiritual aspect of our business is important. We're going to, we actually role play evangelism. How would you lead someone to Christ? Huh. Um, that's all part of the discovery day. So it's very Christ centered. Um, and we go through that and then we get the presentation before senior management. So you create your own PowerPoint, again, suit and tie in front of, you know, about a dozen senior managers, no pressure. <laughs> not intimidating uh, at not all. Not intimidating. <laughs> Um, and, and you give about a 30-minute presentation, and then uh, you go home, they send you with a, a form, you talk it over with your spouse, and the form is super simple. It's a checkbox. Yes, I'm interested in being considered as a franchisee, or no, I'm not. You sign it, your spouse signs it, you return it back the next day, and then they either say, thumbs up, welcome aboard, or, you know, huh. sorry, you're, you're not what we're looking for. So I talked about it with my wife, and she's like, again, you were made for this. Right, right. And I was like, right. I come back, I was like, this was the most amazing experience. It's like going to church. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about cars. I, Jesus you know, and cars. Yeah, right? wake, wake me up, really. So, you know, I sign, yes, I'm interested. I, I even put in a Sharpie, exclamation point, exclamation yeah. point. I send it back. And uh, a couple of days later, I get the call, and the answer is no. Really? Oh I was rejected. They, they said no. Whoa. And I was devastated. Oh, I bet. Devastated. Um, and uh, I was like, can you tell me why? And they were gracious enough. There were two main concerns that, that gave them the thumbs down on, on my, my application. And uh, the first one was the business I already owned that I talked to you about, the Tactical Flashlight right. Manufacturing Company. Um, we had shown, and I presented all, here's the numbers, here's our journey. We were about 10 years into it at the point. Um, we had shown two years of declining sales. And like any you know, entrepreneur sales guy, oh, but we've got a plan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've got a plan to turn it around. Here's the new product line. Here's the new ways we're going to change the business and make it go. But yes. the bottom line is we had two years of declining sales, and that concerned them. Understandably so. Yeah. The second one was one of the things that's important to me, and I emphasize it in my presentation, is, is the importance of giving. And one of the phrases I like to use, I think it was coined by John Piper, is God does not prosper you to increase your standard of living. God prospers you to increase your standard of giving. Mm. And, you know, I emphasize it's important to me to give. And it's important to Christian Brothers Automotive to give. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I can tell you a lot of stories about corporately how they give, our individual store, how, how, we, mm -hmm. how we give, and that's important. But they interpreted that as Dave doesn't care about making a profit. He just wants to give away stuff, um, which wasn't uh, the case at all. Gotcha. But evidently that's how I presented myself. So they let me know, hey, here, these are the two things that, that prevented you from being accepted. Um, thank you. It was nice to meet you. And... Uh, I don't think it's it's too strong to say I grieved. Absolutely. I grieved being, being right, turned down right. like that because I made such a connection. It was so amazing. I was so right. pumped up. I was so like, this is what God's calling me Your to do. Your wife is buying my, in my on wife's it. Yeah. 100% right. behind it. And then all of a sudden, crash, phone call, it's over. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking, all right, God, wow. you know, um, you work all things for the good of those who love you and call according to your purposes. That's in your word. That's a promise. That's true. So evidently, you've got something even better for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I was looking at this process and roadblock dead end. And the process, had I gotten a yes, generally takes two years. So the way it works is if, if you're approved for a franchise, 
Now you've got to find a location. You've got to negotiate the price. Mm -hmm. You've got to buy it. You've got to get all of the government bureaucracy in place mm -hmm. to get the permits right. and build it right. and hire your staff and do all the legal stuff. It takes about two years from the time you're approved to the time you get it. Hmm. Um, so I thought, well, all right, that was a, a dead end. They said no. I'm going to just look for, for other options because I, right. I love working on cars and I definitely want to run my own business. So I looked at some of the other automotive franchises very briefly, looked at them, not even a comparison to the other mm -hmm. national brand franchises. Mm -hmm. That's not right. it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just do it myself. Started looking into that and found a couple locations and said, this would probably be a good place to open an automotive repair shop. And I'm still in Kentucky at the time. And I thought, you know, before I do that, before I pull the strings and, and you know, sign my life away, investing in a bunch of right. real estate, um, I'm going to call Christian Brothers Automotive one more time and just see maybe they'll give me another shot. And I called my contact there, and he said, you know, um, we generally don't give other shots. Um, it's, we've only given uh, a, a second chance to two other people, and they were turned down the second time as well. And when we do give another shot, we usually say, ask that you wait at least a year to see if things have changed in your life and your, your situations mm -hmm. have changed. Um, but uh, thanks for calling. We'll keep you in mind. Okay, that's not going to work. About a week later, the same guy calls me back. And he says, you know, hey, Dave, we've been talking about, um, we've been thinking about what, what you said when you called us back. Um, we have a franchisee that um, was scheduled to open a Christian Brothers Automotive in Greenwood, Indiana. And they had some, some family emergencies. They've got to back out. Would you be interested in a, in a location in Greenwood, Indiana? Yes. <laughs> how, how quickly can I say yes? Right, right. And they said, well, um, could you be here for another discovery day next week? Yes. You know, how, how quickly can I say yes? Right. So I went back. I went through the same thing. was at a store. Time now for the presentation before senior management. I addressed those uh, areas of concern specifically. Um, when I said, you know, hey, remember last time we had two years of declining sales? This has been about six months now. Um, I told you the plan. Here's the plan. Here's the new numbers. Look, it's working. And actually, in that period of six months, we had completely reversed our trend, and we had our best year ever. Um, oh, wow. That's so awesome. I can say, yeah, I get, you know, some guy comes in and says, yeah, things are going down, but we got a plan. Everybody's right. got a plan. I think yeah. it was right. Mike, Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the <laughs> face. face. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I get the whole, I've got a plan, but the plan worked. And uh, it was... You know, just by the grace of God, we, we turned that around. And then I explained the whole giving thing. Um, I, I full, I'm a capitalist to the core. Um, I understand that if you don't make a profit, there's nothing to give. Right, right. right? I want to give and give give lavishly and give generously. But if I'm not making a profit, it's I've got empty pockets. Right? Right. I've got empty pockets. Um, so long story short, the second time we got a yes, and it was Greenwood, Indiana. Um, so the beauty of seeing all this is had I gotten a yes the first time, I would have opened the store sometime in uh, late 2020, but by getting a no and getting a yes the second time, I got moved up because this store had already it's been already in, in place. Progress. We yeah. opened in December 2019. So I got into my store a year earlier than had I got a yes guess, the first time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so, again, you just say, God, you had this plan all along. Right. I'm saying, oh, no, what are you doing? And he goes, trust me. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, long story. I, I hope I didn't bore you with the details, but that's, that's how amazing. I got to Christian Brothers Automotive in Greenwood. That's cool. Um, struck out the first time, but to the second time was given that. So, um, like I said, we, we opened it in uh, December of 2019. All right, you know, first month's kind of tough. The winter is, is slow yeah. for the automotive repair season, but hey, spring's coming. We're uh -huh. going. Here we March go. March 2020, the world loses its mind. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, we were considered a quote, essential business, unquote. I don't like that term, but that's what we were at least yeah. categorized. So we didn't have to close, mm -hmm. but we were looking out the window at streets with nobody driving by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so 
Uh, definitely been lots of challenges. Lots of you challenges. You got to drive a car to wear it out <laughs> exactly. to be able to lead you guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. we're like, yeah. I remember I was running parts one time during the whole lockdown. I was on 465, and I was the only car as far as I could see. I couldn't mm-hmm. see a car in front of me. I couldn't see one of my mirrors. Yep. Uh, did I survive the apocalypse? What's going right. on? I'm the yeah. only car on 465. Wait, am I still here? Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. the creepiest feeling. Um, but uh, we survived it, and we're on the other side, and, and, and things are good. That's cool. Man. Wow, you've hit some major <clears throat> bumps in the road. If yeah. you don't mind me asking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into that just a little bit. Sure. Just that process of going from what you almost felt co- God called you to do, your right. driven, your passion. I mean, like everything aligned up yeah. to mm-hmm. get that no. Mm-hmm. Can we touch on the grieving process? Because yeah. I completely agree. Like that was not a simple mm-hmm. right. roadblock to hit. Yeah, right. Like, so if you don't mind me asking, like how did... What did what did you do from that point? Like I know you talked about how you're moving forward and but how did you grieve that process and then help recenter yourself on recognizing that God's bigger provision in your life? Yeah, great question, Chris. And and you know, I don't think it was overstating saying it was a grieving process because it was not no, I merely oh, I didn't get that job. Right. right. It was wow, I bonded with these people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a spiritual bond, and man, there's a calling. There. So it's deeper than that, and then right. all of a sudden it's gone. Um, you know, I really relied on God's promises. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans eight twenty eight that um, God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm like, okay, so if I don't get what I thought I was going to get, it must be something better, right? Right? Because he works it all for my good right. um, and for his glory. So I was just relying on that. God, mm-hmm. okay, I trust you. Right, none of this caught you by surprise. Right, you've got a good purpose in it. What is it? Right. Um, so that's when I started exploring different options. Okay. And uh, again, calling Christian Brothers and getting a yes the second time. Right. But I even said that actually in the presentation uh, to the senior uh, team in my second discovery day, they asked me, said, "Well, what'd you feel like when we we um, you know gave you a no the first right. time?" And I used those terms. I said I was grieving. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I felt like you know a calling in my life had just been been pulled away. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, God's faithful and he brought it back but it seems like you know in my life in general right when you think you figure oh yeah God's doing this he right. goes no I'm not I'm doing something else <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. that's that's the bigger hand bigger picture right, that's right. Right. he's that's taking right. care of us yeah, that's good. awesome so then um, like you said earlier the property next door yep. I mean you're separated by a little pizza shop right you know which probably makes you know the the whole, the whole building smell good right yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know the property opens up yep and you guys decide hey let's you know it, it's kind of a uh, like a linked business I mean you're still yeah. in the automotive <laughs> you know? very complimentary so, um, so how did how did that come about where did the business idea mm-hmm. come from it yeah. Was that something y'all were sitting on prior to? It or? was a little bit. You know, a lot of people would come in Christian Brothers Automotive and their car needed cleaned up inside, outside, mm-hmm. headlights needed restored, you know, some some cosmetic issues with their vehicles that we didn't really do at Christian Brothers. And they'd say, you know, do you know any detail shops? And we're like, we don't really know any ones close by that do, do what you want. You know, kind of sorry. Yeah. There's, right. there's one on the other side of town that's okay. Um, so I always thought, I need to open a detail shop because there's a demand for it. And people need yeah, it. Right. Um, it would be a good way to serve. Uh, I've got a passion for it. It's complimentary with Christian Brothers Automotive. And when the property came available, the business that was in it moved out, uh, contacted the landlord, said, hey, can we work a deal on the lease? Uh, again, kind of by God's providence, was um, put in touch with uh, a young guy that had been doing mobile detailing for himself. COVID kind of put him out of business. Mm. And so he was skilled. Uh, he was passionate, and he was unemployed. And I got in touch with him. He said, man, that sounds exactly like what I want to do. Brought him on board. 
and uh, a couple other guys that are just absolutely fantastic at what they do. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great compliment for Christian Brothers. So we send a lot of cars back and forth. You know, most of the cars we're detailing have something wrong with them, mm -hmm. and we can say, you know, they can fix that next door. At Christian Brothers, yeah, a lot of them need cleaned up, and they'll send them next door to us for whatever it might be. And uh, yeah, it works really, really well. We try to have uh, kind of the same ethos or kind of philosophy between mm -hmm. the way I run the shops. Mm -hmm. um, my wife and I own the detail shop, whereas uh, Christian Brothers Automotive is, of course, a franchise, so the business structure is different. But Christian Brothers Automotive, uh, just the worldview, the Christ-centeredness is so strong, I really wanted to emulate that in the right. detail shop so people can feel the same the same environment when they come there, the, the excellence of service, um, that we care more about them than merely their car. Mm -hmm. For example, at Christian Brothers Automotive, uh, one of the things they do, they encourage each franchisee to write their own <coughs> mission statement. So the mission statement for Christian Brothers Automotive Greenwood, our mm -hmm. store alone, right. is relying on God's strength and wisdom. We love people through excellent and joyful automotive service. Okay. So you know, that's a pretty peculiar mission statement for an auto repair shop. Right. Right. The, the root, root sentence is, we love people. Yeah. You know, yeah. what, what? You're an automotive repair place and your root sentence and your, you know, <laughs> mission statement is we love people. Yeah, we love right. people through joyful and excellent automotive service. That's right. what we do. That's how we love you. But when somebody comes in, their car's broken down. The broken down car is just a part of a life that's gotten disrupted. At the, at the yeah. very minimum, your car's yeah. broke down, your life's disrupted. For sure. So we do more than fix your car. When we fix your car, it's a way to get your life back on track. Mm -hmm. um, so we really look at, all right, how can we minister to the person beyond merely fixing their car? There's a lot of places in town that can get a car fixed, right. um, but I don't think there's any other cars that's going to minister to the, the person, to the family the way we do. Um, from the fact that we have a dedicated courtesy shuttle, we have one <laughs> in both the detail shop and Christian Brothers. So when people bring their vehicles to us, We'll take them home. We'll take them to work. They'll t we'll take their kids to soccer practice. Whatever we can do to keep their life as normal as possible right. while their vehicles well, getting awesome. serviced. Mm -hmm. um, we have a very comfortable place to to stay with you know leather chairs and free coffee and soft drinks and chips and Wi-Fi and mm -hmm. um, just whatever we can do to minimize the disruption to their life because that that's what it is. And um, you know there's lots of opportunities too in these shuttles. Uh, to, to minister to people. I'm definitely not a counselor. That's not my gift by any means. Mm -hmm. But people really up to, open up to you on, on a shuttle ride across <laughs> town sometimes. And uh, it, it's a great opportunity to minister to people as well. Right. That's right. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it seems like, um, you know, I've, your parking lot is often stacked full of cars. <laughs> right. um, things are seems seem to be going really well. Yep. How's uh, how's business? I mean, it's, I mean, you opened up just a few months before COVID. Right, so, right. you know, is that hit? You know, the streets are empty. What does is, what is growth look like for you guys yeah. as coming out of COVID? Yeah, it was it was rough. Like I said, month three into, into the business being open, mm -hmm. we're already opening in the beginning of the slow season. So that was, right. that was tough. And the COVID hits and the, you know, the streets are empty. So it was a rough start, no question about it. Um, but we've recovered super strong. Um, very blessed. One of the things, you know, the COVID's <clears> done with all the supply chain things, that, that definitely impacts us as finding parts. Parts can be very hard to find. Yes. When you find them, they're expensive. Mm -hmm. We've been hit by the superinflation that everybody else has been hit by. But because cars, both new cars are extremely hard to find, consequently used car prices are way, way up, right. it makes more sense than ever to keep your old car on the road. Right. So we're finding a lot of people that said, yeah, this old car, you know, I probably would have traded it in, but I've shopped for new and used cars, and I'm keeping this thing on the road. Therefore, right. I'm going to put more investment in it than I otherwise would have. Mm -hmm. That's kind of played in our favor and, uh, you know, kind of keeping some old cars mm -hmm. running, whereas, you know, new cars and used cars are just kind of gotten out of hand. 
Um, and it's probably <clears throat> going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Even when they get caught back up, it's going to take a long time to get the supply chain worked out. Um, but uh, so yeah, we we've recovered strongly. Yeah, the first uh, the first quarter, whew, yeah, it was it was an ugly balance sheet <laughs> for sure. But uh, we've we've recovered strongly. And to your okay. point, when you go by our shop, um, we've also often got cars parked cattywampus in every other way, trying yeah. to get them in there. Right. Um, we, we we try to tell people, hey, don't let that. We'll find a place for your car. Come on in. Um, but uh, yeah, we we sometimes really stack them up. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. So we're curious a little bit. Being that you're a franchise owner, you're you know part owner of a manufacturing as well, right. and now your wife, you and your wife own the detailing shop. Right. Um, you mentioned the business structures are different between right. franchise and owning your own business. Give us a little insight to that because that's one of the conversations we've had on the podcast in the past. Is, yeah, you know that you're probably you know a lot of people are uniquely gifted to work in one or the other. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. franchise is perfect for some, starting, you know, from scratch is perfect for some, you yep. know, maybe not for each other. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the difference between those two worlds. Yeah, that's great. And you know, I'm sure it depends franchise to franchise, you know, depending mm -hmm. on which one. I'm very blessed at Christian Brothers Automotive. The support from home office is fantastic. It's structured a little differently. So the typical franchise is gonna take X percent off your top line, mm -hmm. whereas Christian Brothers splits your bottom line 50-50. So it's a, it's a different mm -hmm. business model. One of the good things about that is Christian Brothers is invested not merely in my sales, but in our profitability, because that's where they get their cut. Right. Whereas most uh, franchises are going to be merely concerned with your sales because they take their cut off the top. Um, so the downside is that cut, if you're successful, tends to be bigger, right? Um, the, the, the big benefit, I think, of franchise, franchising and coming into a franchise, A, if you're in a a location where the brand is well known, you automatically have a leg up, right? You open right. a new McDonald's, right. nobody has to wonder, I wonder how the food is over there. Right. You right. know, yeah. love it or hate it, you know what you're going to get when you go in a new McDonald's. Um, now, in Indiana, there's four Christian Brothers Automotive right now. There's three on the north end of Indianapolis. We're down here on, by mm -hmm. ourselves on the south side. We're still not ubiquitous enough that most, the average person knows the brand yet. Right. In mm -hmm. Texas, where there's almost 100 stores, you know, everybody knows Christian Brothers Automotive That's in Texas. Right. Uh, but the other big benefit to franchising is, you know, it's kind of a, all right, do this, do that. Here's the game plan. Here's the marketing materials. Here's the way you structure it. Here's the software to use. So it's a leg up. The, the systems are in place to help you succeed. Um, Christian Brothers also has an excellent uh, group of people at home office to when I've got questions, I've got problems, I ring them up. Somebody's going to answer the phone hmm. to jump in and help. Right. Awesome. When you're doing it on your own, you're, you know, chief cook and bottle washer. You do yep. it all. Yep. Right. Um, so, you know, there's no profit to split. It's all yours at the bottom at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But you also can't just call up and say, my internet just went down. It's like, figure it out. Right. Or, right. you know, here's a, here's a problem. How do I get software to do this <clears> weird <throat> thing? Figure it out. Um, so I think a lot of it's going to be kind of personality type. But, and a lot of it's going to be the franchise. How strong is their support? How mm -hmm. is the, the agreement structured? Um, I'm blessed to do both. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would absolutely recommend a Christian Brothers Automotive as a franchise to someone who is a Christian and wants a explicitly Christian franchise. There aren't many of them. Right. Um, like I said, part of the interview process is share your testimony, role play mm -hmm. evangelism. You know, we have scripture on the wall. Our, our tagline is love your neighbor as yourself. Um, we, we don't hide behind, right. you know, right. the fact that we're, we're a Christian-based business. Um, I'm super blessed by that. You know, we have our annual convention this year. 
it opens up with praise and worship band. Um, they have a right. preacher preach a sermon before they go into kind of the business details. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 super good that way. Um, and just being part of that family, kind of like I said, the first first um, discovery day, I was like, this is just it. This is like going to church. These are my family. Yeah. I love these people. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm called to be. You probably wouldn't find that in another franchise, a secular franchise, but you would get some of those other benefits that I've talked about. You're going to get mm-hmm. the, the, the roadmap to success, proven processes, proven right. products or services, um, but you're going to pay for it as well. Um, it gives you the ability to start faster. You know, mm-hmm. if you're starting a, a franchise business, whereas if you're starting a business just from from nothing, you're doing just that. You're starting from nothing. Right. Um, so you know, it, it just depends what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, you mentioned earlier that you love to give lavishly. Mm-hmm. Generosity, you know, is is a core. I mean, it's rooted in your faith, mm-hmm. but also in your business practice. So right. tell us a little bit about how. Uh, Christian Brothers, you mentioned corporate, but also what you guys do here in Greenwood. Um, tell us a little bit about how you uh, give back to the community. Sure, sure. So on a corporate level, uh, Christian Brothers Automotive ties all the money they get. So 10%, they've got a whole host of different missions they give to around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from fighting you know, human trafficking um, to all kinds of different things like that. On a local level, um, annually... Every year, um, in fact, we just did it two weeks ago. It's always a Saturday in October. There's only one Saturday a year we're open. It's called National Service Day, and we're not open to the public. What we do is we, we call some local churches. We find some people who are in need uh, that have vehicles that are unsafe, but they don't have the financial resources mm-hmm. to fix them. Mm-hmm. And we bring them in. All we promise them when they bring them in is we'll give you a free oil change, but we in- inspect the vehicles. And anything that is a safety concern, if we're able to address it, we fix it free charge to the customer. So we do all that that completely at, at you know, no charge to the customer. Right. Um, awesome. So it's, it's super a blessing because you see a lot of people come in and it'll break your heart. You know, they've got mm-hmm. some really, really difficult circumstances that they're going through. Um, we had a, a single parent that had a, a terminally ill child this year that came in and had to take this child routinely to hospital visits and their car, I wouldn't have driven it across the road. Oh, wow. um, but we got we got that sorted out for them. So um, super rewarding. I tell the guys it's a completely volunteer basis. So the guys all come in. Nobody gets paid any money for it. And I said you won't get paid on your paycheck for this, but you're gonna get you're gonna get a better right. intangible reward today than any other day of the year. Hmm. And uh, it, it's a huge blessing. So yeah, that's that awesome. Cool. Yep, that's really cool. Man, well, how do, let me ask you this: if yeah. you, since how has that affected your staff? Like from a from a leadership perspective, <clears throat> yeah. how does how has the um, recognizing it's coming from the top or from the as a as as a franchise owner as well as corporate yeah. backing you to help give like this and have your guys come in on a Saturday and knowing that they're not going to get paid? How many of them show up? Yeah, um, all of them. That's awesome. And uh, it is awesome. It really is because you know, like I said before, um, it's illegal to ask a prospective um, job applicant. You know, tell me about your faith. Are you a Christian? That's mm-hmm. illegal. Um, and consequently, we don't ask it. And consequently, the majority of our employees are not Christians. Mm-hmm. They know I am. They know the brand is. Mm-hmm. They know the culture that we have. Right. Um, and they, yeah, I hope they see it in me. Um, they certainly see it in the brand. And so then we have a National Service Day. Yeah, these guys um, are seeing, you know, and I think some of them maybe for the first time have actually come in decidedly to do something in their trade for no money to help somebody else. And they come away saying, that was the most rewarding thing I've ever done. 
That's wow. awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's huge. And, uh, yeah, the guys all show up, great attitudes. Um, it, it's super rewarding. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it really is. It really is. It really drives, not only are we really being a blessing to people, we're getting blessed far more than they are. You know, mm. so it's great to see that. And then we also have opportunities to send some of our team members to home office in Houston for some training. Mm-hmm. And they get to experience the culture there, which is fantastic. Um, I always love doing that. I mean, it's kind of expensive to send a, an right. employee to, te- to Texas for, for yeah. training. Um, but when they do, they always come back just more on fire. Um, they do some really cool stuff there. For example, you know, the, the technicians have training. And it's just that it's technical training on how to use the scan tools for cars because modern cars are rolling computers. They are. Right? And, and you're more than turning wrenches when you're a modern automotive right. technician. you got to know how to work all the computers and the CAN bus systems and all this stuff. So they go there and they spend three days of hands-on training on how you mm. do all the computers for all the major brands. And when they leave that day, so they have a, a special part in the building at the headquarters where they do the training. And the guys don't know this is going to happen, but when they leave training on the last day, everybody from home office, there's a big stairwell. They all come out when they're leaving for the day, and they give them a standing ovation. Wow. And uh, <laughs> we had one of the, the techs come by, and he came back you know, that, uh, the Monday after having, having sent him to, uh, to home office for training. And he was blown away. He was so excited. He goes, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. They actually <laughs> cheered for us. They were clapping for us. He was just all excited. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, about, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't tell you. Um, but he was blown away. He never had that level of appreciation that's awesome. for his job before. You know, people just take for granted, you know, well, yeah, you just do your job, you're paid. Right. That, that's, right. that's your reward. It's like, no, you're the heart and soul of this business. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Um, you need to be applauded. You need to be made to feel that you are an essential part of this team because you are. Right. Um, so um, I don't know. I know I fall short on my local level at my store. But, again, I love sending them to home office because they can do it on a grander scale. You know, mm-hmm. 100 people yeah. cheering for you. Um, is a whole lot better than your boss patting you on your back. Yeah, they're both important, right? Um, but it's a different experience. Yeah, it is. Totally. That's it is. awesome. That's cool. Well, what's what's ahead? What's wow. ahead for Dave Barnett? And- yeah, you know, we'll see, right? Because as soon as you think you've got the path figured out, God says, yeah. "No, nah, I got something else <laughs> for right. you." That's right. That's uh, right. So just lean on him. Huh? Yeah, it's always an adventure. It's always good. Um, usually difficult. Um, definitely want to grow the businesses. Um, and yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what what's ahead. Uh, I'm 50 years old, so I'm trying to say, all right, how's this going to grow? You know, if I was a younger man, I'd have probably a different answer. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely want to grow these businesses and uh, you know see what we can do to kind of. One of the things Christian Brothers Automotive says is, how do we maximize our spiritual impact? Hmm. And uh, that's what I, I want to do. You've you've talked before. How do you move from success to significance? Um, and kind of that's the part of my life. All right, how do mm-hmm. I make it really impact on, on life, right. on lives? Um, certainly my family is a given. Um, you know, the teams that work for me, that's, boom, I mean, they're right there every day. You know, I spend more time with these guys than I do with my family. Mm-hmm. How do I impact these guys? And then the, the clients that come to us, you know, how can we be a blessing to them beyond fixing or shining their car? Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that with excellence. We're going to do that with joy. But there's a person behind every car. There's a human mm. being. There's probably a whole family behind every car. Right. How do how do we bless that? How do we bless them rather? Um, you know, that's the challenge. It's new every day. Um, so yeah, just just growing the businesses and uh, to bless more people. That's one of the things we look at. You know, car count is a measurement that we look at every week. How many cars did we see? But I'm always reminding people, every car represents at least one person, probably right. a family of persons. Right. How many people did we bless this week? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's cool, awesome. Man. 
Well, dude, thanks for stopping by, yes, sharing yeah, your story, yeah. having some time with us. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, before we hit record, you were kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure. I might bore you with my story. Right, right. This, this is great. Is, dude. This, well, is good. Awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. That's right. So and I love your passion. Thanks yeah, for thank being you. such a, a solid leader. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks my for all pleasure. you're doing in the community. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and for leading, sure. So yeah, thank you for the, the podcast. Like I said, I, I've listened to all the episodes. They're fantastic. Uh, keep them coming. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks. All we'll right. Do. Well, we'll make sure to put your information in the show notes. Too. Yeah, appreciate. It. Oh yeah. So I mean, if people want to get a hold of you, that's usually our last question. Yeah, and yeah. We totally forgot about mm. it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> how so, do they? How do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're looking at Christian Brothers Automotive, um, you can go to kind of the brand website, which is cbac.com, Christian Brothers Automotive Corporation. CBAC. Obviously, you can Google; it'll take you right there. But then slash Greenwood. Okay. All right. So cbac.com slash Greenwood will get you to our specific web page mm-hmm. for Christian Brothers Automotive. Google it'll take you straight there uh, for my baby detailing it's mybabydetailing.com that'll take you straight there as well but we're super easy to find in center grove area right at the corner of smith valley road and morgantown road yep. uh, right yep. in the heart of the the school district and uh, like i said our, our stores are next door to each other with domino's pizza right in the middle so there you go uh, stop by get some good pizza and get your car shined up fixed there you go yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and you mentioned you got free soda in the waiting room so yeah, grab right. me a pizza go to, grab a soda head either direction we'll get you free soft drinks and some chips to go with that pizza absolutely <laughs> that'll <you> work <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us oh, thanks, Dave. truly been my pleasure guys we'll be back here in just a moment Jason, thanks for inviting him. He was just a phenomenal guy. I was super excited to talk to him. Yeah, a lot of fun listening to his story. Yeah, and I honestly I did not know his story prior to us conversing with him yeah. and, and didn't know a lot about him. But he's, I love his passion for um, both Jesus and cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And just, I also love the fact that he was so real with his journey. Like, he was grieving the process that he got to know. And I, I, I felt yeah. it. Did you yeah. feel it? Like in the, Absolutely. Like, like in the midst of the comment, I was like, oh. That it's was, still real to that, him. Yeah, like. Three years it, later? It wasn't later? supposed to happen that way. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, and the way God, you know, just brought it back around was just. Right. That was so right. cool. I mean, we all know our identity is not in our jobs. Right. In what we do. But there is a sense of calling. There is a sense of, you know, this is. You know, like his this wife what, was saying, this is what this you were built for, right. you know, <laughs> like, and yes. then it to not happen. I know. Oh, I was man. like, my heart dropped. Yeah. I was like, oh man. I know. I was like, oh, this is a success story. Oops. Nope. Well, <laughs> I know. But then it was, because, you I know, mean, it, we yeah. know that's where he's from. <laughs> so right. Like, yeah. Like, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> good thing we knew the outcome, right? That's right. That's right. But I mean, it was like for, even in the, I was drawn into a story and really appreciated it. And it was just it was good to see the realness in in his journey and as a, as a leader, how passionate yeah. he is about his people, yeah, and and the people that he works for. Like, I mean, he right. work, work co works with, right? You know, because his uh, obviously it was interesting that he had owned a business for so long, um, mm-hmm. a manufacturing business, and recognized that he needed some change in the midst of that. Right, um, right. And, and then, I that was one of the things that I kept kind of thinking about. We didn't get a chance to really explore it much, but. He had said, I think, if I remember the timeline correctly, for a couple of years, him and his business partner were feeling the, 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 uh, the, like the diverging, shift. yeah, mm-hmm. the shift of going, you know, I don't think we're after this in the same manner. Right. And maybe that's why they were, maybe that's the two years of uh, sales decline. Right. But then with a plan, despite not being on the same page, 
Right. They were still able to turn around and have the best year ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, that's a beautiful success in the midst right. of, you know, hey, we're going to work through these problems. We're still going to find a way to come together. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, well, that, and I, that's a cool story. I think, like, we don't know a lot about that situation, but it definitely points out even more so his ability to have great leadership. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like for him to go from that and then go to the situation where he's in now, where he's running a franchise and running another business, um, he he's... And he and he's said it multiple times over. He's out to make a difference mm-hmm. with the people around him, right? Which, right. you know, at the beginning of this podcast, we were exactly talking about ourselves, and then talking about our family, and then talking about right. our team, and then talking about our organization. And I was like, and then Did talking about the community. The like I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, I think you hit every button possible. Like, yeah. And he just, but he definitely worked to our point at the beginning mm-hmm. of this podcast. He hit. He started with him, yeah, and worked his way out. Right, right, yeah, totally. So and huge impact, and I'm, you know, I have no doubt, no doubt that he will. Um, even though he's three years into this, like, he will be a key person mm-hmm. in this community. Yeah, I mean, you drive by their their little shop because yeah. I just live around the corner, and right, and man, their parking lot is cramped packed <laughs> every time. Yeah. I mean, he. They, they need more real estate too. <laughs> right, they might need another um, parking lot. But yeah, I mean, the story of you know giving back to the community and um, you know doing, you know, just getting cars safely back on the road, mm-hmm. you know, for people who are, you know, who've who've hit the hard spot, hard, hard spot in life, and right. are trying to get that leg up, and you mm-hmm. know, they're they're helping provide that, right? You know, and um, yeah, I th- I think they, uh, I mean, genuine care. Mm-hmm. And, and love for others. Uh, I agree. I think that's we need more businesses. Yeah, doing that, whether I, faith I based or not, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. True. <laughs> you know, like that, even uh, for the businesses that are you know, you know, uh, have Christian in their name or something like that, right. like who, but are Christians and and out there we're doing it. Stop looking at customers as numbers. Look at them as people. Right. And man, what a difference that would make across our community. So, Dave and crew, thanks for leading in our in our community yes thank you yeah. for being for being here and uh, you guys thanks for listening in we're um, you know uh, check us out on the website leadingandserving.com like subscribe rate comment yeah. uh, you know review all those good things I mean do that now on the website and, and make sure you try the voicemail thing I have, I don't, we haven't got a yeah. voicemail yet yeah I'm waiting for it come on voicemail. <laughs> let's do it so alright alright you, you guys have a great day happy Thanksgiving yeah see you next time Sounds good.